Hello and welcome to the Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, life, and rumors straight from the source. We can be reached at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at theslowridepod. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Just search The Slow Ride. You can find show notes and more information at theslowridepodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey! It is now the 34th episode. It has been a long time. This is Tim Hayes in Gainesville, Florida. And uh, Spencer, where are you out of? I am currently located in Dorchester, Massachusetts. Oh, man. Nice, nice. And coming at us from Minneapolis, Minnesota is the little guy, Matt Allen. How's it going, buddy? Woo! It's all right. It's fine. Gentlemen. I'm not that is... sick anymore. This is good. You you were coughing up a lot last time, but we have to oh. be honest, that was not the reason why the podcast did not record. We yeah. had lots of other things going on. I mean, it was a good excuse, though. It we was. I was pretty thinking. sick. It's pretty sick. So it's pretty much a grab bag of just excitement over the last two weeks of just cycling news, rumors that we're going to start and create, and uh, <laughs> anything anything that you guys want to get off your chest before we just get right into it. Uh no, not a we're thing. Uh, we're getting a lot of requests um for uh guests like people yes. who want to come on the show and talk to us which I don't know if they know quite what they'd be in for but uh, we're entertaining it so um you know if you have any suggestions or you know people who uh, who you want to hear on the show let us know um at our email address and we will uh we'll see what happens but um. It's been interesting. There will be definitely some guests. Hopefully next week will be our first guest. Um, I think our first guest will probably be Matt Roy, professional bicycle mechanic and endurance cyclist. And speaking of endurance cyclists, last episode we talked the little guy into going for the Cross Minnesota South to North record. I want to do it north to south because then I get gravity on my side. Okay, north to south. How's it coming along, <laughs> little guy? Where where are we at? Uh, it's winter, man. I, it's I can't do that yet. I still got to sit down with the directors and work out my program for next year. So right. have, have you figured out if your saddlebag is big enough to carry all the stuff you'll need? It's pretty damn big. You've seen it. It's big. <laughs> it's flappy. Um, I'm I'm in my off season right now. I haven't touched a bike in ten days. I've barely you, been out of the house, so it's. it's you, I can't think about these things. <laughs> are you going to get a frame bag? Oh, those frame bag things? No, I'm not going to get that unless I find one. Or are someone you, wants to donate a frame bag to me. <laughs> I think if you're going to bike 500 miles, you might need something like that. But Maybe I'll get a little. I'll get a little rack on the front or something. Yeah. I'm also a little concerned about position um do you own any aero bars that you could put on your bike oh come on You're just gonna... <laughs> <laughs> so it's true i so don't have I, any aero bars you talk about finding a frame bag um i find about somebody giving me one i don't okay. i don't think that i'm gonna like run into one like on the side of the road well, somewhere that got me to thinking about like i mean you've been known to go dumpstering every now and then kind of digging a dumpster I mean, over our years, we've kind of all done it. What's the yeah. best piece of cycling equipment you've ever gotten out of a dumpster? 
Uh, those arrow bars I loaned you, those were pretty fucking. <laughs> so, so uh, the best. Oh, anything else? No, you know I got a pair. Of, I got a pair of Easton uh, carbon bars once, and I've had them now for. I mean, I probably I probably pulled those out of the dumpster in like 2002 or something. I've never put them on a bike. I'm still afraid of them. Like, why were they in the trash? They're carbon. Yeah. <laughs> but I want. Do you, I don't want to throw them away. <laughs> do you have any uh, anything good from the dumpster, Spencer? That you found? You know, my uh, my first messenger bike actually came straight from the dumpster. Like it was a a Takara, um, okay. <clears throat> like 10 speed bike and i just stripped it down into a single speed and had the 53 16 i think going on uh for gear and and i actually rode that for like the first month or two of messaging and yep straight from the straight from the trash in milwaukee uh, the greatest find i've ever had on the uh cycling dumpster was the um extra extra large super team bibs that i got in the grand performance dumpster have you guys ever seen those the the blue and orange monstrosity that i own they were good still in the bag never worn so i got some clothing out of a dumpster but there there you go we we're pretty much a a full team we got aero bar we got carbon bars a uh a messenger bike and uh some bibs and there you go so my you know my first my first full kit those like bibs i had and that and that (laughs) White and pink jersey. My first, yes. like that kid I wore for like the first two years we rode bikes. That that was that was all straight up out of the trash, man. <laughs> we we had no doubt that that was the truth. Um, yeah, I still so got I, that stuff. <laughs> of course, you of, do. A couple of big news items that did come up that we should uh, talk briefly about is Chris Horner has signed to Air Gas Safeway. Yes, um, I knew what happened. A couple of good. Two uh, things I need to say about that is, which dumpster did they find him in? And oh, also, whoa. what so the hell is air gas, and why have I never heard of this team before? And I, you I do obviously want... don't know your air gas, man. I do want to yeah, give a, uh, a shout out to uh, Eric Jorgensen at eJorg on Twitter. Hits us up and says, "Hey guys, Horner has signed with Air Gas. If that's not gold material for the show, I don't know what is." And Yes, air gas. That is. That sounds like something that this podcast could sponsor. Are they like the uh, prime, like evil um, nemesis of liquid gas? Uh-huh. Is that what's going on? They probably oh. did the same thing. Just they do it in the United States of America. Ba- like mm. a uh, a battle of the elements. Oh, that's pretty good, Spencer. I didn't even think about liquid gas versus air gas. This is pretty awesome. Yeah, <laughs> you're all like air gas. That's the dumbest is there, name. Is ever. there like fire Not gas? And then, uh, well, you got to think. Then Earth Safeway gas. is tacked on there. And then I'm just thinking, like, Safeways still exist? <laughs> like, like that's yeah. a grocery store chain. Like, oh, really? Like, oh, man. I didn't you don't have know. Safeways down there? I thought no. you guys had Safeways down in Florida. No. We got Publix. Oh, yeah. Those are weird. Yeah. Publix. So um, a couple that's of other uh, items that came across. I don't know if you guys saw the, the post I did put on the Slow Ride Pod uh, Twitter account. Of a picture of Mario Cipollini at the Grand Fondo Miami. And as someone said on our Twitter, this is pretty much what I've always imagined Florida cycling to be. Yep. Um, that was from Neil Erdmans. <laughs> and it was a picture of Cipollini yeah. with that pock helmet, the arrow helmet that makes his head look a little phallic. In front of a giant sign that had an arrow and it said snow crabs this way. The only thing that would have been better is if it said snow crabs then pointed at Cipollini. It was pretty awesome. 
Good sketch. Nice. I did see that. He was looking well oiled. Yeah. Yeah, he looked really oiled up. Uh, I love other, it. I love it. Uh, other big news that just came down the pipe uh, today was I'm sure you guys saw it or did you not see it because it was kind of hidden? Was that Tinkoff Saxo Bank has released a special edition training kit. This is just for the riders to wear when they're training, not when they're racing. The camouflage kit. Did you guys take a look at this today? I yeah, I think it's kind of bullshit that they're wearing the uh, synergy kits while they're training. It's messed up, man. I have not seen an, uh, a camo kit. Did, the, is there a camo kit that exists up in Minnesota? There's a camo there's, synergy there's kit. A, it's like the, it's a, completely the Saxo Bank kit. It's the same kit. Yeah. There's a camo kit in every Cat 3 Elite team in there's one in every city basically stop saying the word elite when you say cat three it's just no no it's that's the thing well do you prefer elite masters teams because they're they exist too i prefer the just don't use the word elite (laughs) there's a lot of elite category four teams that are looking for new sponsors i'm sure Mm -hmm. that uh there's lots of what makes them elite i don't even understand but i i races yeah I like the Saxo kits. I think they look awesome. Uh, I'm glad that they're embracing, you know, the hipster trends of uh, two years ago. And I think that they're definitely <laughs> ahead of the curve for the for the whole world tour. So good for them. Okay. So they they have always actually Saxo has always kind of led the way with the creative kits from Crotch Eagle to the giant Saxo on the back that oh, you can see from the helicopters. Eagle. Yeah. Uh, um. You know, they're they're always thinking outside of the box. So I like the camo kit. <laughs> Let's go right away into uh, two items of uh, kit news. FDJ is back with a white kit with Oof. the white shorts. Yeah. I'm kind of excited about that. I, I, I like the white I think shorts. It's growing Did on you? me, Spencer. I know we talked about it, but I, I think it's growing on me. I like it. Uh, uh, and it's, it's white, white shorts, man. There's nothing more pro than the fact <laughs> that you have white shorts that you're like, that's all right. We don't care. We'll throw away 100 of these a year. Don't give a shit. Yeah, we're so. Well, the pro. comment we got on on the Twitter when we posted that <laughs> immediately was "dick silhouette," <laughs> and I mean, there's well, not much you can say. It's a little something for the housewives at home, man. During the tour, they're gonna want to see it's their very, favorite riders, but they don't have anybody in all the right team. lights. It's it's very <laughs> French. It's very French. Okay, so they only have the guy have, that got what, little, third place in the tour. Yeah. But I mean, come on. Me and yeah, little other guy than about that. This. Yeah. And, uh, you know, FGJ has consistently had the best kit in the Peloton, and they screwed it up this year and made the worst kit they've had in a while, and it's still the best kit in the Peloton. So, you know, hey. That's the thing. I don't know. I think I'm going to disagree with you, Spencer. The, the best new kit in the Peloton is Newcastle United. Oh, wait. I mean MTN Quebeca with the black and white stripes. The the vertical stripes. Team Foot Locker? I, Team Foot Locker is looking really good. I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna when I see him on the road, yeah. I'm be like, "Hey, can you get me some Jordans so, and nine and a half?" <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get them confused with the moto refs quite often. I think. Um, <laughs> oh, do you think that's just, their key? Is that they're going for like the tax over the yellow line? Yeah, <laughs> so they don't get busted for the. Uh, yeah, when they find the moto motor inside the bottom brackets of their track bicycle. <laughs> that's, <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Good stuff. So those are the two big, uh, two big. Uh, there are three big kit news. We have um, Chris Horner. I am a little disappointed that Chris Horner is not joining um, uh, Adam Meyerson and the uh, Stellis team. 
uh, next year. That I was really hoping for the Masters 40-plus uh, category to really take off here in America, but, you know, it is what it is. Mm. Yeah. You can dream, though, you know? We can. You can dream. And Jake Wells was going to be on their uh, – was going to be on the Estellis uh, – what is it? The the Esquires just, team. Like we're just, he was just, we're just making things up. Yeah, he's in training to be forty plus. So uh, that that would actually be an elite Masters team. That would be that would be kind of cool. I mean, there's just so much news that over the last few weeks. I do want to say that for those of you that have missed it, we have been having a Twitter conversation with Reno Crossnats. They are applying to be the host of the Cyclocross National Championships in two years. They have acknowledged our existence. So we're still angling for um, which, which really come. That really brings into question their their qualifications. No, no. I part of me thinks that maybe they have a. Oh no, no! Yeah, no. This is good. <laughs> um, so we asked them if the bowling stadium there in Reno is going to be host to the, uh, you know, the after party, maybe a foam party. Um, so we're still figuring it out. So always tweet Reno CX Nats. Let them Always. know that you no matter what to you're talking about, pod. and uh, you know, let them know that you uh, you want them to be the uh, host of the Cyclocross Nationals, and little guy will be there racing when it happens. Really? Well, because oh, I'll because I'll I'll put in I'll, I'll I'll put in my exemption really early to USA <laughs> Cycling to the nine yeah. to the ninety top ninety sure. rule. So so yeah, we have you to can talk petition briefly. Yeah. Okay. That's hilarious. That's like when the the kid, there's this kid in my tenth uh, grade class who didn't make the basketball team and he cried, and then the coach let him on. That was awesome. <laughs> so how do you Cause, feel about this? Because I of course, so, yeah. I of course you, didn't I think that being a whiny baby would rule. get me on the they team. Can... <clears throat> so what? So let, let's clarify. So the rule no. is right now, if you want to go to cyclocross you... nationals, you have to be ranked in the top ninety in the United States cross rankings. Yeah, or. And then or you or. have to have a UCI point, right? Right. More or less? Correct. Okay. Correct. Or you just have to ask. Or you can ask if you <laughs> feel that ask. you belong in that field, right? Yeah. I mean, right. I guess and I'm not all- sure if this is like the who can grovel the best rule or if this is like the uh, I own a business and I'm an elite master and I can sponsor this event if you let me in. Yeah, that's, maybe it just oh, so seems it's like the Amgen for... tour of California, like entrance <laughs> into the uh... possible yeah. possible angle. So, so I, my personal feeling I mean, on this is that for the first year of this, I understand the application process because coming from Florida, we have two 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 good, cyclocross racers, two that could really maybe go good to cyclocross racers that should be at nationals. But they're guaranteed mm-hmm. not to be in the top 90 overall just because there's not enough cross-pollination of points. Now, after this year, I would say that, you know, then you need to be in the top 90 because these guys have gone to Louisville and the Bay State Cross and placed in the top 30. That being said, like Meyerson tweeted a few weeks ago. Top this is, 30? This is not – That's not going to get him in the top 90, dude. This is, yeah. <laughs> no. He's like, this Let is Let me not, tell you something. I've been in the top thirty before. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think you can get top? I've 90? been in the top thirty. <laughs> I've been in the top thirty. That's oh, yeah. that's embarrassing. I just don't see the point. If they're gonna make the new rule, why don't they? Like, why is USA Cycling full of gutless wimps? Like, they made a rule that obviously I just I felt like didn't make any damn sense. 
And now they now they've gone back on the rule. But if you're going to make the rule, just make the damn rule. Don't be a bunch of wimps about it. Good point. Plus, yeah. like obviously, like obviously, it just seems like if they're putting this out, it's because they have like 37 people signed up for nationals. Which is and they're like, oh, now it's gonna look kind of weird and small because usually it's got a lot of people, and now we want but a lot like, of people in the race. But like, how many people were at Belgian nationals? I know, like fifteen. Fifteen. Like that's yeah. It's a completely different world. Like no, like twelve people race cross but, in Belgium, and everyone watches, and here everyone races, right. and nobody watches. It's a different world, right? But. They're not limiting the Masters fields or the, you know, Cat 3 fields or anything like that. They're only limiting the elite field, which I don't think is that bad of an idea if you want to have an elite field. You know, top 90, uh, you assume maybe half of those people are actually going to go. That's 45 people. That's that's plenty to make a good race. So, but, I mean, why have, why, I don't know, I guess, why, why cap it? Why view, like, the way somebody else does it as the way to... To cap it. Because there the was US, like 130 guys in the field last year. And yeah. that's insane. That's insane. Well, why is that like, insane? There shouldn't be on. Because 130 people did not have a reasonable chance to win that race. You guys are. Dude, if we've, we've had this argument before. And there's and most of the time when you show up the start line, you could have a race of 20 people. Very few of those people right. have a reasonable chance to win the race. I mean, that's not a reason but, not to show up to a break race. But who's showing up to be like, I got top 100 at nationals? Me. You know Lots of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, would, I just wanted, I I just wanted to top it. 50, man. They're like, or, you know, like when I when we went, you know, when in right. Madison, when but I was if, doing it, I was you like, man, be, top 50 would be yeah. stoked. And then and I was like. If you could be top 50, then you should be in the top 90 overall, right? Isn't that reasonable? I think that's reasonable. Yeah, no, but this, oh, but this was my argument when we first did it, is I finished 60 and I'm not in the top 90. Nationally, you know, yeah. there's no way I'm ranked that high, and plus I'm a cat yeah. two, and I can't get my cat one upgrade because I do the UCI races. So like, but I still <laughs> finish 60th. You know what I mean? Like, you need like, to sandbag. You need to think about your sandbag strategy a little more. I don't hey, if like there's anybody that's good about sandbagging. It's definitely me and Spencer. We've we've yeah. been to work the system for a while. Right. You guys tell me tell me how to downgrade properly. <laughs> so uh, you guys are my go-to guys for that. Yeah. Uh, Oh, so we can we can get done with cross. I I do want to say that uh, we did get a pretty good question for the podcast What's... this week that we might have to right. just jump to. But do you want to say something first, Spencer? No, I, I I'm fine. It's fine. All right. Question of the week comes from Jeffrey Ames. I have been riding. And here it is. I have been riding mountain bikes for twenty plus years. And then caps lock. What the hell is enduro? <laughs> Oh man, you really switched gears from cross. All right, I know. Um, I don't know what enduro is. It's a it's a it's, a it's a I'm, lifestyle. I'm, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Like I I want <laughs> I want the bikes. I want the clothes. I want the helmets. I, I want guy, the flashy gear. I know a guy. I'm gonna that can enduro get you the clothing. Yeah, um, I'm gonna can I, I'm gonna enduro your mom. Uh, ooh, wow. So I got to say that. <laughs> I have kind of become, I don't want to say an expert in enduro, because I'm sure I'm going to get this half wrong, as some of our uh, uh, iTunes reviews have said that sometimes I'm just trolling on name pronunciation and possibly on pronunciation of rules. But my interpretation of enduro is that it is basically like rally car racing, but for mountain bikes, and they just time the downhills. That's... 
that part is kind of right, yeah. Like you have to make but it you also to have the to start get... by a certain time. So you have to climb the top of the mountain by your start right. time. And then you go da- and then they time you on your downhill and then it's supposed to ma- and then you got to go back up the mountain so like you kind of have some you have to be you know you yeah, have to have not, endurance. Like that's like not, the whole idea. Yeah, you're not timed on your way back up the hill, but you do have there's a time cutoff. So you have to be within the time cutoff, but you it doesn't matter how fast you do it as long as you're inside that cutoff. Yeah. And then it's a cumulative time after so many runs, right? And then yeah, you know, so I would be really bad at this because this would be the opposite. Like I'm okay climbing, but I descend like a feather, <laughs> like an eagle feather. Though you at least make it a little bit cool, like a right? falcon. Yeah, don't they call you the eagle yeah. of Providence? <laughs> <laughs> they do now. <laughs> or the eagle of Newport or something. Um, so Duluth has a Where whole born, enduro Tim? series up in Minnesota. I was born in Newport. I'm the eagle of Newport. I like that. Okay. That's good. So there's a Duluth series? Yeah. I was watching it all uh, all season um, this year from afar, and it looked pretty rad. There's a good little scene going on up there in Duluth with the mountain bike in the in the enduro series they have going on. And uh, I felt like if I had been in Minnesota, that would have been my focus this year, and I, I would have been horrible and terrible at it because I don't know how to mountain bike at all. No, even bad. But they had a lot of energy and stuff like that. Do you even have a mountain bike? And it would have been cool. You got a really good enduro. Yeah, bike. I have a mountain bike. I do. I have a really good, fully rigid steel um, mountain bike with twenty six. Probably make wheels. a good enduro bike out of dumpster parts. Oh yeah. Just, like yeah, we we might we might need this. So um I did also get uh I've had two separate people now, guys. I don't know if anybody has told you this, but um a teammate of mine and then another friend of mine from South Florida were telling me about how they've been listening now to the podcast and we did have four hundred listens to the last episode. So thank you to everybody. But we did they've told me now, and this is two separate people that have told me that they've been listening to the podcast as they go to bed or when they're in the bedroom with their significant other, and then the podcast comes on. And I just, yeah, I don't know, like that kind of grosses me out a little bit, like that you're listening to my voice right now while these people are, you know, trying to go to bed or, or whatever. So thanks for the dedication. But well, I'd hang it like... now. <laughs> I, I don't think they're listening to you. <laughs> I think there may be two other people on this show that they're actually listening to yeah and maybe you're just sort of killing the mood (laughs) yeah i'm the the one killing the mood probably (laughs) maybe it's the really it's the really mellow intro that we've been rocking the last few weeks where you're kind of like really quiet jamming it you know into into it that's that's putting people into the mood you know so our uh most recent review (laughs) on i on itunes this is good our most recent review on iTunes, best threesome on two wheels from fat to cat. And it says, nice. or fat second cat maybe. And it says entertaining and insightful. Cat. I'm looking <laughs> forward to the day. I'm looking forward to the day when American Patriot Dan Martin drops by to sing the national anthem. That's nice. I have a yes. fat second cat too. So uh, <laughs> we also have a uh, 
Uh, from Bog Dog's Secret Stash, snarky yet substantial, Tim, Matt, and Spencer are the three musketeers of cycle podcasting. It's great stuff. Talking about podium hands and uh, zip ties. Cipollini uh, left a left a uh, review. Ever since he har- harassed me in the breakfast buffet line in Vegas, I knew uh, Super Rookie was destined to irritate many people. So, uh, lots Your of hair. good stuff here. We did get our uh, first three star review though from Troll Patrol Squadron <laughs> number sixty nine. Are you guys trolling us with the pronunciation of your own <laughs> names and places? It's so bad you got to be trolling us, right? Or maybe you're all illegitimate children of Bob Roll. And what's really important about that, guys, is they lumped us all together. They're also saying that you guys are really bad at the uh, pronunciations. No way. I spent hours working on my pronunciations. That's no way. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that. that's maybe a little unfair. Yeah. yeah. So um, how, many stars, how many stars did we get on that review? We got three. It's not bad. We're moving up. Uh, we uh, we did overtake. Uh, you're, you're holding us back, Tim. You're holding I us know. back. But we are moving up the rankings. You know, every you know, we're getting up to that top one, top two hundred on the uh, outdoor charts. Yeah, pretty we, soon we'll beat this. We dropped. Radio. Uh, nice. Fat bike we dropped radio. fly fishing. Yeah. We dropped fat bike radio. We're moving on up. We need a new yeah. target. We're, we're going to see when the uh, when the stats really? come even, out. Who's our next? Even target. with it being fat bike season. Or did maybe Fat Bike Radio just got so far ahead of us? Dude, don't know. Fat Are Bike you... season is year round. Yeah, yeah, it's but it's like on. it's more Fat Bike season now that it's winter. It's it's a mountain bike, guys. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one, a of fat my, bike. one of my one of my it's a lifestyle. Things, <laughs> it is a lifestyle. One of my favorite things about um, working at a bike shop is that getting brain bicycle retailer magazine. Where someone had once told me, I believe it was a, a friend of the podcast, Colin Hurley, who had said that brain basically works in a two-cycle um, segment, right? Like six months build up to Interbike, and then six months of like what happened at Interbike, and then they just restart the cycle again. And mm-hmm. I really it like how they, how it's like you know, it's definitely the press like where you send a press release and you get it covered in the industry. That's really cool. It's where you're looking for great jobs. But man, how they really go all in on the uh, the fat bike thing, like really trying to make it a thing, and it really is a thing. I believe in other parts of the country, but it's really tough down here in Florida. Like I don't know very many people that are on the fat bikes, and every now and then it's like, oh, you can bring it to the beach, and it's like, yeah, but that's why we have beach cruisers for a lot less. Money. You know what? If there's not, ride not people on, the if there's not people on. F- yeah, if there's not people on fat bikes in Florida, you're not doing your job, Tim. Because yeah, everyone with it, on man. Earth seems to want to spend a lot of money on a fat bike for no reason. You're right. just leaving money on the table. Man, I need to pay rent. Yeah, yeah, fat bikes. They're infiltrating Boston. The rent here is insane, and people can still afford fat bikes, and I don't understand it. So, uh, it, the wave has hit Boston. It's it's getting it's coming. They don't know. They don't. Even so uh spencer you broke up just a little bit there but uh i do want to get to our uh, yahoo question of the week because this one was actually pretty good and you are the one that sent it to me spencer you had mentioned the uh is it uh this is sent to us from uh is it illegal to wear a balaclava face mask while cycling in cold weather in florida state what do you think logay yeah why would it be illegal? There's no reason that would be illegal. Well, there's. Unless, I mean, it's just it just doesn't make sense. Would you ever be that cold? 
I mean, oh, maybe yeah. you got really sensitive lips. Someone asked how maybe cold they... is it. They said low 60s and 50s. I mean, that seems a little – like at what temperature do you need a balaclava face mask while cycling? Uh, I need, I usually need a baklava, and it's only below 20. Uh, only below 20? Do you wear ski goggles when it's really cold? No. I hate wearing go- – I've tried to wear goggles one time. It just makes me feel um, – I. I can't. I don't have enough peripheral vision. I'm really worried. I'm gonna get. I'm just gonna get just nailed. You know, just like go through an intersection, just get <laughs> nailed, and I just have no idea it's coming. You know, like shoot twenty feet up in the air. I just imagine just yeah. terrible things the whole time, and so I'd rather have the the bridge of my nose freeze off than that happen. Uh, I used to wear ski goggles when I would work as a courier, and uh, I thought you just covered yourself in Vaseline head to toe. I, I did start doing that. Like you know, I. When I do you guys remember when I had the awesome beard and then the like the forehead I I no. said okay no more ski nope. goggles you don't remember the awesome beard I seem to have forgotten I don't awesome remember beard. an awesome beard yeah awesome I don't remember beard. this was it as awesome as my mustache <laughs> obviously oh. it was really good because we remember it really well yeah, yeah. well anyway um I uh. I've... I never Spencer? wear a face mask I I I, I tried it once in. I hate it. I hate it. I so I go all winter without them. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how cold it is. You know what I've started to wear is those uh, the multi tube things, the ones that you can what? pull down over your like it can kind of be like a neck is scarf, that... and then you can also pull it up over your ears if you want. So it's got lots of different like uses. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a really thin. It's like a head condom. Yeah, or like head a condom. Foreskin. Yeah. The two. Is yeah. <laughs> that's 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 gross. Yeah. Well, yeah. This is it's a family like, show. Yeah, don't say well, that when you're trying. It's not anymore. <laughs> now we're a bedtime show. <laughs> oh, yeah, we <laughs> are a bedtime show. All right. Um, so we're an adult show for adult people doing things in at night. So one of, the, <laughs> one of the things I didn't want to talk about, and maybe we can end here, um, is that. I've been really intrigued by all of these off-season team-building exercises that we see all over. So, mm-hmm. of course, some of the more famous ones is Bjarni Reese, the team director of now Tinkoff Saxo, but used to be the team director for CSC. And I remember him taking Tyler Hamilton and the gang to, um, like, a Dutch military camp, like, basically where they all wore fatigues and they did, like, team-building exercises by going around, uh, you know, like, shooting dummies and whatnot, like real cool army ranger stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what are some of the other ones that we know that, that teams are doing? I know AG2R always does like a big cross country skiing trip every year. It seems like they go, I'll go cross country skiing and shoot guns on the biathlon. And that's what they do. Um, what was the one that, uh, that it, was it Astana that just climbed the mountain down in Africa? No, that was, that was Saxo. It was your yeah, dream Saxo. team, yeah. man. So they, they, they went and climbed uh, Mount Kilimanjaro the largest peak yep. in um, the continent of Africa. And they like did lots of, you know, media coverage of it. So this got me to thinking, what's the perfect off season team building exercise um, for our pretend pro tour teams. And of course, uh, early on in this podcast, we've talked about how, what our dream teams are. And, and my dream team was the Pearson candy company out of uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. They make an awesome candy bar called the nut roll. So I've always wanted there to be the Pearson Nut Roll cycling team. Um, Spencer, what was your team of choice? 
Uh, mine was sponsored by Oscar Mayer, and we were the Oscar Mayer wieners, and we had really nice flesh-toned kits. And you also had the greatest uh, team bus ever. <laughs> yes, that's true. The Wienermobile will follow no. us around everywhere. And, uh, and little guy, what was your team? I'm going to be sponsored by Go Westy. Just drive around in a Westy. It'll be great. And that's the greatest team bus of all time, obviously. <laughs> so, But it doesn't I, have a wiener on it. So, so, yeah, so it's the, true. <laughs> so how much, like, so little guy, if I, if I was in the market, for you know, like a, if I found a Vanagon, and I yep. I wanted to get it wested out, is it west? Like I just go to Go Westy and they they outfit it for me. You can pay them any amount of money, and they can continue to do things. Is the, com- <laughs> yeah. is the, is the company still around? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. You, it's, yeah. They okay. they Oops. they sell everything you could possibly want for your uh, bus uh, Vanagon or Eurovan. And uh, they, they, you can totally buy like a totally redone, you know, sixty thousand dollar Vanagon from them if you want. Nice. Right now, right now, this moment, man. All right. So, so these are the teams. So, what's your guys' uh, dream uh, off season building exercise for your team? Do you do you have one, little guy? Like for the Go Westy squad? Like where would you? Take I them? would think we would all we would probably just. We would just, you know, drive it out somewhere and have it break down, and then the whole team would just have to get it going again with just, just, you know, what was in the van, kind of as like, a like a MacGyver, more like, like a that was the more like a yeah, more like a preparation for the season than anything else. Sort of like <laughs> welcome to the team. Um, we need the starter just died. Good luck. <laughs> you know, like here's here's this amount of food. And and the key and a new starter and uh, you know <laughs> the, I hope you make it back in, to safety. Like but you've got you've got hour, a day of you've got to get there. Yeah, like yeah. you've got it. I need you to fix this, drive it over here, and make a cup of tea on the stove. Uh, and you got two hours, or you're off the team, sort of thing. Like challenges like that, I think, sort of practical right. things. You know, so I'm a practical because you got to get the team ready for when they're actually going to races. Like, hey guys, yeah. uh, we forgot to pre-register. So we actually have to get there 20 minutes before the start, and yeah. I need you. And, you know, and the car broke down. What do they do? Yeah, and, and we need to make and we them. need to make the pre 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 race dinner too. So someone's got to be cooking. Somebody's got to be under the van. Someone's got to be pinning the numbers on. There's oh, yeah. a lot of stuff to do. Um, this is ultimate team building, actually. Do you have like yeah. a a pro like a current rider right now that that you would see as like the guy to help you? Along, like the like, oh, like your team captain, like who like could, if I could really if I can pick one pro who I think's maybe a decent mechanic. Yeah, <laughs> like I uh, I know who I would be perfect for you, your team. Really, Sven Tuft, that dude can probably fix yeah. anything. <laughs> like, he probably has a van. Otherwise, he just put he everybody in the it. back of his trailer. Yeah, he'd ride. It's tough to be a good one. Yeah, I think he'd be he'd definitely be a good guy. He seems hardy enough that he wouldn't uh he wouldn't start whining about his 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 Euro fro fohawk getting damaged if he had to go under the van and do some work. All so right. And uh what's the Oscar what Meyer Wiener team uh doing in the off season, Spencer? Uh so we are traveling to Vegas um <laughs> and we are gonna be uh engaging in a uh Cirque du Soleil performance. Um, so that's going to require a lot of trust building exercises, a lot of skill, a lot of core work, 
um, a lot of balance, you know, all this stuff uh, that, that kind of comes into play on the bicycle. Um, would, would so, this be like obviously, we're going to have... <clears throat> no, no, this would be more like uh, feats of agility and, um, <laughs> you know, acrobatics. So, we're going to have, I think, a lot of very small Spanish and Italian riders on our team. Um, okay. You know, so, yep. We need, we're looking for limber, flexible, um, you know... Small people All right. with really, really flair kind of minded fashion sense. Well, the uh, new announcement, I don't know if you guys heard, but the Pearson Nut Roll team just signed uh, Jan Ulrich as the director sportif. Oh, beautiful. Um, yes. Yeah, so he can probably really, pack down a few nut rolls. <laughs> so so really big uh, news this off season is that Jan's on board. And uh, I just got off the phone with him to see what he wanted to do for uh, the upcoming season. And he said, you know, not enough people know and understand what the nut roll is. So he wants the squad to actually go to the factory of uh, the nut roll um, factory in St. Paul there and actually be the people in charge of, you know, making the candy. You know, they're going to have to get the get the job done. And then uh, Jan is going to be there for quality control. Make sure everything uh, tastes good and and things are going well. Did you did you see that he's gonna he's gonna come out and do an interview and and supposedly he's come out? What? He's gonna come out about his doping and he's supposed to be giving an interview in the next day or two. Yeah, and no, I saw somewhere he had like a quote like, "Oh, I never." He's like, I, "It's not that I didn't dope; it's just I didn't feel like I cheated." <laughs> you know, <laughs> really? Yeah, he's given wow. he's gonna supposedly come clean yeah. about a. How sad he is about having lied to us. Oh, man. He's going to say, hey, super rookie, come on, man. You know I didn't so mean guys, it. You guys know that I've I've been a fan of many doped cyclists. Pretty much and, only dopers. Yeah, only dopers. And, like, I've named my cat after Danilo DeLuca, right? Before I knew DeLuca was dirty. Yeah, I, <clears throat> Before yeah. I knew for a fact. Yeah. But Before, I think Jan has – Jan Ulrich has to be by far my favorite of them all. Like just more a than DeLuca? Story. Really? Oh yeah, I think so. Just like how he was always going to get second place, even if he wasn't dope. Like, oh man! And then the way he got popped in, on ecstasy when he was on like the six months <laughs> of uh, of knee surgery. Like he just had crap, crappy luck. And then they'd always talk about how like, ooh, Jan's eating a lot of ice cream in the off season. Like they'd always stare at his weight. Yeah, well, that's that probably why you like tour. Oh, yeah, I like ice cream. So. <laughs> I, like, I like a guy that can put away some ice cream. Yeah, yeah. It makes him seem human, you know. It's so, true. He did seem like a human being. That's true. I I had a soft spot for him too, but not not like rookie though. I I just couldn't love him as much, which meant he was dirty because Tim obviously loved him I more. Have a, uh, I do. I do have one thing that I, that's really been grinding my gears. I don't know if you oh. guys have a grinding your gears segment. But... Wait, George Hincapie. Uh. George Hincapie. No, Hincapie is not grinding my gears. This week, grinding my gears is that the greatest cyclist, arguably of all time, Marianne Voss, is in Florida, uh, doing some training prior to Cyclocross Worlds and getting in a training stint with her Rabobank Live teammates. And she's actually just south of Orlando in a beautiful part of the state where the riding is great. Lots of pro teams have gone down there in the past, including um, the old Kenda Tires team with Gaiman and a few others. There's lots of great rides down here. And so Marianne Voss puts out on Twitter like, hey, 
Uh, I'm in Florida. This is fantastic. And then someone from New England, I don't even know who, but there's enough mutual friends between everybody. Uh, this person then goes, you know, like, oh, I only hope you guys aren't judging the U.S. by Florida. And it's like, <laughs> seriously? Come on. <laughs> like, you know, after a while, the Florida jokes, it kind of gets a little old, especially when it's <laughs> something as narrow to, like, someone as a superstar cyclist. I'll have you know twitter person that the phone party started in florida we have some fantastic racers andrew talansky Wait, that, came out of that florida. an idea for something happened in florida you're like yes. let me tell you about florida people have had ideas in florida and they've taken <laughs> them to other places and they weren't that bad there's great cyclists that have come out of here and there's a strong cycling community so you know i'm kind of kind of over it now you can tell me about cyclocross weather in florida and that will drive me nuts, but man, come on, <coughs> don't don't. It's not all stereotypes down here in Florida. There's a lot of messed I mean, up things, but the riding it, is pretty it, awesome. It's kind of all stereotypes down there, Tim. Oh, I know it's really bad, but there's actually cool stuff down here. Like there's yeah, cool right. folks, and there's great riding. Little guy, you've ridden down here. Yeah, it was nice. It was good. It was fine. Yeah. It was fabulous. Whatever we went to that town, the the Doc Hollywood town, that was awesome. Yeah. Where Doc Holliday you know, was Little guy, did you go riding your bike today? No. No, I did. I, I did I a didn't. nice 25-mile ride, guys. It was awesome. Tim is back. Yeah. yeah. The watch, I mean, I've got some crazy out-of-town for him while you guys are, you know, <laughs> eating ice cream. Nice. So I yeah. have been eating ice cream, but uh, I'm gonna, I, I have high, happiness watts building up over the winter, so we're going to be <laughs> – I'm going to be flying happiness, from springtime. Happiness watts. Happiness watts. <laughs> it's been proven by uh, – by my uh, esteemed roommate Myerson, uh, happiness was. You know, it's so, a thing. Uh, uh, that's beautiful, man. That's the. I am surprised See, you said the hippiest thing on the show today. Not me. Well, if you even ever got online, you would know all about it. It's been a thing for a long time. I did not invent that. Oh wow, the internet. Okay, yeah. get with it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to ask Jeeves quickly and search for happiness watts. Okay. And with Put that, gentlemen. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Oh, we didn't okay, say go. anything about Astana. They've had like 27 doping things. <laughs> they uh, don't have that continental team anymore, team anymore by now. They, yeah. they don't have that continent. Yeah. It's Vino, Vino has shut it down. There's no more doping going on on Astana. But they're not the same team. That's the best part of it is he's forever been like, they have nothing in common. And they have the third doping on the continental team. And then Vino goes, it is done. And they're like, wait, I thought the U.S. had nothing in common. And he's like, well, I mean, I control just it. just don't have the same, same color kits, same, yeah. you know, Team. We're totally not connected. Oh. I'm just completely in control of it oh. whenever I want. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah, so, yeah, another Astana positive. What else no is new? The sun, the sun will come up tomorrow. So, and sad. gentlemen, anything else we should uh, cover or we should wrap it up after our 34th episode of the Slow we, Light Podcast? We, we have beaten this horse to death. Yeah. And yeah. With that, you can always uh, find yeah. us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Leave us a review. Help us raise up the rankings. The best thing you can do is always share our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the slow ride podcast, or tweet us at the slow ride pod. We hope to have guests in the very near future. Matt Roy will be coming on board. Hopefully Adam Meyerson will accept our invitation. Jake Wells, one of these days, may find time in his busy schedule to come on this uh, podcast. 
And uh, thanks for listening, and we hope you have a uh, wonderful week. Bye.